Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Wednesday, January 22nd, 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, what's up? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. Just freaking out about things that uh, I'm about to ask you about, really, to uh, just lead right into that. <laughs> so that's how I'm doing right now. Fantastic. Uh, Matt, we mm-hmm. hop on a Skype call and then record, and Matt says to me, I got something I need to ask you, um, and we can make it yeah. a segment. I was like, great. <laughs> Is love, Dr. Will Hunter in today? Because I, I could use a it. session from Dr. Will Hunter if, if love he's it. present. I So I, I guess this is just becoming my brand, but I had somebody text me after uh, a friend of mine after the, uh, oh my God, who Michigan State, Wisconsin game. Yes. After the last game. And they texted me, why didn't you tell me Rocket Watts could play? Um, and this is stemming from a conversation we had about a month and a half ago of them saying, why is Rocket Watts on this team? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, a month and a half ago, it's a bad time to uh, plug the Rocket Watts yes. can actually play basketball taste. Yes. But, hey, oh. Yeah, I, I think the genesis was like, maybe just like, let's chill and let them play for a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, they hearkened back to that very much tongue in cheek, knowing that they were being an overreaction uh, whatever you want to call them, Ooh, overreacting yeah. Yeah, to a, a three-game sample size. But yeah, uh, yep. so apparently I'm just carving out this niche of I'm flying off, someone's flying off the handles, bring them to me, and let's put some context on this conversation. Fantastic. Now I'm waiting for someone that's even keel to come out to me and saying, uh, please make me freak out about everything. So yeah, anyone that uh, wants to do that, uh, I am open seven days a week, uh, 23 hours a day. I sleep for one hour. So yeah. <laughs> You say you say freak out and overreact. I say passion, right? I need some. I, that's the route I like yeah. to go. That's that's the better like marketing term to use on that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll go with that. Matt, I need some passion. In yes. my sports fandom. Life. Oh, you've come to the right place. <laughs> Grab a, a handle of fireball and let's talk, buddy. So yeah. Uh, fresh off a, a new promo appearance, Matt and I are flying high right now. We're. My uh, ego has never been bigger. Never, <laughs> ever, the, ever been bigger. The Locked On marketing promo campaign for the college channel, and you can hear me saying something stupid and Matt saying something even dumber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> so, hey, we're on the promo now, baby. So we're that's why we're promo. sunglasses inside them, <laughs> never taking them off. Let's uh, let's jump into your question real quick. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans, wherever you get podcasts, hit that subscribe button. It's the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day. And we do this five days a week on the Locked on Podcast Network. Matt, what's your question? It's a three-part question, Will, which I know is exactly what you want to hear. But they're all related in some love, way. Love many parts. I just love Absolutely. parts of questions. We're going to stack these questions on top of one another. Things Call them of that bunk questions. Yeah. Um, so when is it, bunk bed, first, wait, did you say bunk bed questions? Yeah. Questions on top I'm, of questions. I'm, I missed that, but then bunk I bed questions. It. Yeah. yeah. I, I processed it in my mind. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> he had a good one for, for once. <laughs> Mark. Yeah. Mark, Mark, uh, real quick here. I got a bunk bed question for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to stack these on top of one another. Um, so I'm angsty because, and this is the first part of the question. When is it? socially acceptable to start looking at bracketology whenever when is it socially acceptable okay okay that was easy all right one down let's move to the second level here here's some context i think you can look at brackets whenever Mm -hmm. um i think if you want to take that bracket and Mm -hmm. then use it as like oh here like start a conversation with it 
mm-hmm. or, or actually consider it as a viable possibility, I think you got to wait till like March 1st to do that. But if you're interested in just seeing where things stand, even though it's, you know, January 21st as we record this, I got a friend of mine, Joe Cook, um, Joe Cook Sugared, actually, he's got a new name, uh, who does amateur bracketology and is really good at it. Um, he's yes. a really smart guy, works with numbers for a living and just does bracketology on the side. And he's putting them out like daily, a new bracket. And I'll click on them, you know, just to see where things are shaken out. And I know he's really accurate with it. So I like to see where things stand throughout the year, certainly. But it's going to be, uh, you know, another month and a bit here until I'm actually like, okay, MSU's on the two line. MSU's on the three line. Can they get up to the one line? Where are they looking? Who else is on these lines? You know, who might they be matched up against? Where might they be going? I'm not doing that until March. Ooh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> what, what's, what question do I want to ask next? Okay. Since you brought up that, Joe, uh, updates it daily. Sorry, I can't talk. Um, okay, part two. When is it acceptable to start um, reasonably expecting other outlets and publications to start <laughs> doing their bracketology daily? Because Jerry Palm of CBS Sports, he's someone I go to a lot, uh, clicked on it mm-hmm. today. He hasn't updated all the way since January 20th. Now, keep in mind, it's the 21st today. and uh, But I caught myself getting a little peeved. I was like, oh, oh, we could just go a day without bracketology updates? Oh, wow, just take the day off, why don't you? And then I stepped back, and I was like, oh, it's like about two months until this actually starts to matter. Am I out of line for getting yes. upset about, okay, okay. And I saw one, too. I forgot the outlet. No, and then I'm going to visit anymore. Uh, that hasn't updated in like four days. It's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, I need my bracketology. I am a bracketology addict, if you haven't caught on by now. I'm, and- I'm getting that. Um, yeah, I think you your expectations are unreasonable. Okay. At, at this point of the year, if you get from Lenardi or Palm or whoever you go to mm-hmm. uh, a few updates a week, that's that's pretty good. I uh, need a fix more than that, though. Like, one three one sports. If you guys, I'm just gonna I'm gonna plug Joe's no, go for it. Yeah, right yeah. now. Um, if you guys are like Matt and you need daily updates, now you're yes. not gonna get specific regions and things like that until the later portions, but you will get changing seed lines, all sorts of. Stuff like that. Any, I believe he still does key matchups, uh, games to look out for. If you want that every single day updated, 131sports.com. That was very well done. And he's he's very accurate. He won the bracket matrix, I think, three or four years ago. He's finished top five, top ten a number of times and is one of the uh, more accurate amateur bracketologists. Beats Lenardi, beats Jerry Palm, beats to all a the pulp. To like, a pulp. all the time. Beats them all the time. He's one of the better ones. Oh, and he, and he updates daily, 131sports.com. <sighs> Which I guess, well, now's the time to lead me into my third question here. Perfect. When is it acceptable, and should I seek help, if on January 21st I'm checking bracketology and I like already feel that horrible, anxious pit in my stomach and starting to like fret about things? Like hypothet- This is all hypothetical. I'm not saying that this happened today. But what if you go on to SBNation.com, their bracketology, and you see that MSU could have a second-round matchup against Colorado and then meet Seton Hall in the Sweet 16, and then possibly on the other end of the bracket, you get any order of Kansas or Kentucky or, God, even Stephen F. Austin's over there, or Wichita State, and like you start to like sweat a little bit and your breath gets a little heavier. Um, when is that acceptable to start really freaking out about bracketology? Is it January 21st by any chance? It's literally never. God, 
Okay. You know mm. why? Here, we'll, why? we'll talk about why. We'll spend the next two minutes talking about why. Fine. Because on Selection Sunday, Matt, yeah, they will reveal the entire bracket. For real, though? Like, For real. And then wow. at that point, everyone, mm-hmm. both on TV, off TV, professionals, yes. amateurs, oh. everyone okay. and their mother yes. will get a, a piece of paper with a bracket, mm. all the teams on it. And they'll they'll pick all the games. They're gonna go all the way through first round, second round, wow, third round, first the, four. Skip this happens every four. year. Yep, Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four championship. Everyone's gonna pick all the games. Sure. And you know what's gonna happen? Every, I'm gonna lose a bracket pool. Every single person who does mm-hmm. this, every single one, will get it wrong. Oh. Everyone will get it wrong. At some point, nobody is going to accurately project what games you're going to play in the NCAA tournament until the games are actually there. So, but am I allowed to at least fret about no. you know my own team, Michigan State? I can't. No. Why not? No. Why not? No, because you look at it and you go, "Oh my God, Michigan State's the two seed, and freaking Duke's their one seed again. What the hell?" And yeah. then Duke loses to an eight seed. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. You are allowed to fret about a specific matchup the moment that matchup is set in stone. So at Bracketology last year, you worried about Bradley. And then after that, you saw that Michigan State won, Minnesota won. Okay, now it's time to worry about Minnesota. Okay, now we worry about LSU. Okay, now we worry about Duke. Okay, now we worry about Texas Tech. And that's where the worrying stopped. I think my relationship with March Madness has developed just into a horribly unhealthy state. It is incredibly Literally. unhealthy. Yeah, because my coworker, like, he knows I'm a big, you know, state fan, everything like that. He's like, hey, Matt, you pumped for March Madness? And I thought, I, I said that for a second. I was like, no, not really. Honestly, no, I'm not. I'm not ready for inevitable heartbreak and just what, anywhere between one and six games of just crippling anxiety. So, no, Tyler, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to, to March oh. Madness. Thank you for asking, though. I appreciate that. It's always Tyler. It's always someone named Tyler. Had to call him out by name. Well, I mean, for the sake of the story. Such nice, nice fella, too. I'm sure he is. All right. That's going to do it for the doctor. The doctor is officially I'm walking out. out of your office not feeling much better, to be honest. And it's it's no no fault of you. It's just me. I, I can't get out of my own way when it comes yep. to March Madness. But thank let you for me, trying anyway, Will. I appreciate that. Let me uh, prescribe you a dose of perspective, and we'll get on mm. out of here. Um, huh, we'll right, pause we'll here. We'll come back. I want to talk uh, about Aaron Henry. I've been teasing this for ah. a little bit. We're going to talk about Aaron Henry and his go of it so far this season because he is very important to this team. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Michigan State's um, interesting travel decisions in the third segment. So we'll talk about Aaron Henry here in just a minute. All right, Matt. Okay, Will. I want to start. How do I want to do this? Okay. Let me let me do it this way. Let me go to you oh. and just give me your general thoughts on Aaron Henry's year and Year and a half. We're 17 games in, halfway through the season. Aaron Henry's year and a half at Michigan yeah. State. Just just 30 seconds. Give me your sure. total encompassing thoughts. And I'll try to do this without talking myself in circles. Um, but honestly, I feel like it's fine and not as bad as everyone is making it out to be necessarily. Now, of course, that's like a season summation. That's not like a game-by-game thing. Game-by-game, it's it's been a journey. Um but, like, in total, I feel like he's been fine. 
Like, yeah, he's not, you know, putting up 18-point games or whatever, but there are other things that he's doing well. I don't know. How's, how's that for an answer? Well, am I, am I excused from class? Did I get it right? Yeah. That's I mean, kind of how he really feels, there's though. There's no right answer. I think it's you kind of summed up the feelings pretty well that um, some up-and-down plays, certainly. It's been fine probably on the aggregate, but I know there's been a lot of expectations and a lot of frustration that goes with not consistently hitting those expectations right do you know do you know what his problem was it was playing too good in the tournament I, <laughs> I think that was his issue because everyone was like oh yeah he's ready for the jump myself included I mean uh, hand up here like I thought for sure you know he could be by now like maybe a 14 15 point a night player but I mean here we are and when you look at it it's like oh, okay well yeah he has kind of grown since last season albeit a bigger role more chances to do things but like I don't know. Like, I feel like it's not as horrible as everyone's making it out to be. So, you know, he only scored double figures three times as a freshman. Oh no, yeah. four times. He did against Texas Tech. He got eleven. But like, if you look back at his tournament run, mm-hmm. uh, it's the LSU game. Uh, it sure is. Yeah, and it's, that yeah. was certainly a good game. He had six assists, five offensive rebounds, which is awesome. Twenty points on fourteen shots, which is pretty nice efficiency there. Two for four from three. Uh, had a block, had a steal, was all over the place, didn't turn it over. His best game as a Spartan, easy. But, you know, he wasn't good against Duke. Uh, he was bad against Bradley. We know what happened there. Turned it over five times and got uh, Arthur Fist thrown at him. Yeah, yeah, the, the ball um, fist. He was okay uh, against Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. And Texas, yeah. Yeah, Texas Tech, he was efficient, but super low volume. Um, yeah, yeah, he... Uh, yeah. So, so... <laughs> He scored in double figures four times last year. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess, how many times do you think he has scored in double figures through 17 games so far this year? Uh, my guess would top. Oh, 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 give me, give me, give me, give me six, 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 six. Okay. six. Let's let me. I'm gonna count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine. Uh, uh. Okay, okay. Not not too far off. All right. I think that number would surprise a lot of people though. It's surprising me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. His um so and I'm not uh, what I'm not doing right now is saying Aaron Henry's been great. You guys are all dumb. That's certainly mm-hmm. what I'm not doing. Um but I will say Aaron Henry's numbers in terms of like usage have gone up a, a good jump, like a 15% to 20% jump in terms of how much he's more involved in the offense this year. Mm-hmm. His minutes have gone up. His offensive rating has also ticked up. So that's always a positive sign when you are increasing volume and your offensive rating is also ticking up. His yes. assist rate has jumped significantly. His turnover rate's gone down a little bit. You'd like mm-hmm. it to come down a little bit more. And over time, I think it will because that's just how things like that track. But his assist rate has jumped up uh, a bunch. His shooting uh, from the free throws better. His three points a little bit down right now, and his two points just a teeny bit down. So his shooting numbers are a touch lower. He's just doing other things to sort of make up for it. So, am I crazy for still not thinking his shooting numbers are like that bad though? Or, I mean, I, they're, they're not, not great. Obviously, like forty-five percent from two, thirty-four point seven percent from three. But like, I don't know. Just the way the whole season's gone, like I'm surprised he's doing that okay is that just because i'm a dumb person or no empirically his shooting numbers are fine 
fine, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying you know he's Ray Allen out there, but yeah, no, he's they're they're fine. They're solid. certainly certainly serviceable as a number three or four kind of option on the offense, and I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he went 0 for 3 from 3, 1 of 4 against Minnesota, then 1 of 2 his last couple of games. So he was up around 40% and has dropped a little bit on the three-point. If he ended up the year 37% on three, shooting 75 to 80% from the free-throw line, wouldn't shock me. You know, yeah. and, and those are... And we'd live with that, yeah. And you're getting into pretty good at that point. He's he's a little bit above average right now mm-hmm. um, in terms of effective field goal and true shooting. Um, it's just, you know, he's had a couple of rough games lately and that you know, recency bias, yada, yada, yada. Sure. But what I want to do here is, the, the, so now that we've laid all that out, right? With all that said. With all that said. Yeah. I want to do two things. Okay. I want to first give you just a list of names. Are you familiar at all with what Ken Palm does in terms of similar players? Uh, I don't know how they do it, but yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with... Uh... The process, That's okay. Thing they do, yeah. So what it does, Ken Palm, uh, which is this massive database of basketball information for college basketball, they will take a player and they look at a ton of different things, all these stats, and then age, year level, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and, and come up with a number, a number, I should say. I forgot to be a number. Come up That's with fine. a number that sort of matches, like, okay, here's who put up similar statistical seasons. Um, here's, you know, if you're tracking, like, what kind of player could this be? What type of, you know, if we're distilling it just to the numbers, let's compare some some people by by the data. Who are they most similar to historically? So it's not just this year. Gotcha. It's going way back, in the way back machine. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to rip off um, just a few names here that I think are interesting Actually, you know what? I'm not. There's oh. plenty of really good players here. I want a, a one name, and I'm going to do it twice, okay? Okay. So I've got a list here of comparable players for Aaron Henry 2019. So Aaron Henry's freshman season. Sure. I'm going down the list. I'm going down the list. Okay. Rodney Williams, Solomon Hill. He's a good player. Heard okay. Yeah. Sterling Brown, Wesley yeah. Wundu. Okay. Some good players. Oh, look. Freshman Denzel Valentine. Yeah, I, I remember him. He played in the Big Ten, right? Yeah, that's a interesting. Fuzzy on oh, team, but yeah, interesting. Okay, let me. That, that's a pretty good list. Let me go to his sophomore year now. It's twenty twenty numbers. Players that are similar, their sophomore ish seasons comparable to uh, Aaron Henry's. Uh, oh, hey, Royce O'Neal, he's a pro. That's oh, yeah. Wayne Wayne Seldon. That's a really Josh Richardson. He's a good pro. Devon Reed. Wow, these are some really good. Oh, look, hmm. it's Denzel Valentine's sophomore season. Oh, I've still heard of him. Oh yeah. Isn't that weird? Denzel Valentine, the only person who appears yeah. on both of Aaron Henry's comparable seasons lists. Yeah, fine player. I know he went to high school in Lansing. I don't know what happened after that. but Yeah, yeah. it nice. seems like um, things turned out kind of okay for that career, didn't they? I've got a horrible memory, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. It, it's not like he won like any national player of the year on yeah, his senior year or anything like that. Yeah, but not like yeah became, I mean, other than that, yeah, yeah I, I'm sure he did okay. Yeah, not like he became a lottery pick and one of the best players in college basketball. Mm, um, doubtful, with but, yeah, really okay. like just shockingly similar numbers across hmm. the board uh, to what Aaron Henry is doing his sophomore year. And that's not to say uh, Aaron Henry is going to become Denzel Valentine because I think there is a playmaking sort of distinction between what Valentine did and what Aaron Henry uh, has done. But Aaron Henry 
His assist rate is notched up. Seven assists so far in a game this year. Five, six, five, six. Uh, you know, he's had a number of games there with good assist totals. I don't think he's ever going to be a point guard like uh, Denzel Valentine. Became, if if but... he is, something horribly wrong has happened. If uh, Henry's <laughs> being correct. taxed yes. to play some point guard. <laughs> yes. The entire point of this exercise is to try to bring some perspective and say, okay, Aaron Henry's numbers for a sophomore in college, halfway through his sophomore season, are fine. They're pretty solid. They're Mm -hmm. okay. They're tracking with someone who ended up having the career that Denzel Valentine had. It's not to say he's going to be Denzel Valentine. It's to say that we need to let players' careers breathe just a little bit. We do it so well in football. You say, all right, by the time you're a junior, senior, you're going to be a player. In basketball, because guys play right away, Mm -hmm. we heap a ton of expectations on them, and you'll get flashes, and you want more consistent flashes faster than they're going to be bringing them. And you're right. The the LSU game didn't help anything. The offseason NBA talk didn't help any of this. But when we look at it, Aaron Henry is perfectly in line on the trajectory to by his junior and senior years be a really good college basketball player. I'll take pretty good. Yeah. I said really good. <laughs> I'll t- also take really good then in that case. <laughs> like he's not a pro yet. Maybe he'll become a pro. He's got a lot of things to work on. That's what college basketball is for for 99% of college basketball players. It's to go from being a talented embryo of potential to a fully formed, really good basketball player over your four years. And stop me if this is a hot take, Matt. I Go think on. Michigan State does that just about as well as any program Ooh. in the entire country. Oh, you'd be surprised how many people actually disagree with you. But uh, for people that actually do watch basketball, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. Sometimes I want him to be more aggressive, be more assertive, use the talents that he has. Do the LSU game every night. Do the LSU game every night. Be a lottery pick. Yeah. Because we see it and you think like, man, if you, like, you got it, just, just believe in yourself. Believe you've got it. It's (laughs) just, just right there. Just do it. Just do it. You can do it. It's not always how it works. He is still, what is he, 19 or did he turn 20 yet? Like, he's still working through some stuff. There's plenty of upside still there. And I think, just as we sort of showed quickly, like he's got more double-digit scoring games. His assist numbers are way up. He's rebounding way better. Mm-hmm. Um, not way better, actually. I shouldn't say that. But he's rebounding more effectively. I would think the you know nine rebound games here, five five against Wisconsin and Purdue, eight against Michigan, nine against Illinois. Um, after grabbing no rebounds the first half of the season, like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I know the turnovers are annoying, and I know him not shooting sometimes is annoying, but it's coming. If you say so. No, I, I, I do. I I think so as well. So, yeah, And if it good. doesn't, he's a great perimeter defender, and I think he always will be. We always have that. So oh, We always no. have that. It's a good thesis, Will. It's a good Thanks. thesis. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, Look at you to, go. Had to get that out there. Um, All right, let's pause here for a sec. We'll come back and talk about this really interesting sort of decision that Michigan State is making as it relates to this road trip uh, through Indiana up to Minneapolis. So we'll do that here in just a minute. Bang. All right, Matt. 
Okay, Michigan well, State I guess we're going to do this again, aren't we? <laughs> do what? Not just another segment, you know, just talking, just talking uh, yeah. shooty hoops with the uh, sporty Spartans. So Michigan State's playing Indiana uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night, and then they have a uh, away game uh, against Minnesota on Sunday night. And mm-hmm. so what they are doing travel-wise is they are going right from Indiana, uh, not coming back to East Lansing, going up to Minneapolis. Just mm-hmm. right up there. Yep. Kind of uh, it's really reminiscent of what NBA teams do when they're on a road trip. You just mm-hmm. bounce from city to city. You get in early. You hang out. Have some team time, maybe get a practice in, yada, yada, yada. So that's what Michigan State is doing. And what I found really interesting, and I want to get your thoughts on this right off the jump here, is yeah. the reasoning before behind okay. this. And I've got a theory, yeah. What Tom Izzo said about Cassius Winston, um, and he said uh, at his press conference, it's a good chance for someone like Cassius to just kind of get away and be one of the boys, be part of the team for you know a four or five day stretch kind of get away from it all so what did you make of that reasoning and what do you think of this whole um travel idea well i did have a theory but now after the cassius winston thing i'm gonna feel like a jackass bringing it up because it was um did you not hear that uh no, I, I've been kind of disconnected from the internet oh, all day man. today. So I knew that they were going to do this. I did not hear the Cassius Winston oh, angle. So I will keep my theory to myself nope, because nope. you know what? Okay, no, we're going to do it. Fine, we're going to just go reverse. All in for I it. just I've deleted all that. You didn't hear any of the Cassius Winston stuff. Yeah, excellent, fantastic. Yeah, I always knew you had my back here. Um, so the theory is, if they win at Indiana and look sharp, great. You're going to fly up to Minneapolis. You're going to enjoy life in that fantastic city. Um, until then, if they lose. I think he's already carved out that, like, hey, we're not going back to East Lansing because if they lose, I think this was going to make the boys hitchhike and find a way to <laughs> Minneapolis as a message, as a message. Uh, I don't think the 29-point loss sat necessarily well with Izzo after their trip to West Lafayette. Um, so I think he's in the back of his head thinking, you know what, if we lose, I'm kicking these guys to the curb and I'm making them hitchhike as a lesson that you always got to be focused and diligent on the road. And what better way to teach diligence on the road than to make people hitchhike in the middle of winter I love to Minneapolis. It. So that is my theory right now. <laughs> I love it. I buy it too uh, as a team-building exercise. Absolutely. Like, hey. And just to show the focus it takes to win and get where you want to be yeah. on the road in a literal sense. So, yeah. Yeah. Imagine them just straggling into the barn up in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. getting ready to take on Minnesota. Minnesota's yep. all well-rested and, and looking uh-huh. good, and Michigan State players come in. Xavier Tillman's got a giant frost-covered beard somehow. Everyone is just like he's carrying Foster Lawyer. They've got sled dogs that they've... Gabe Brown is missing a tooth. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And like Aaron Henry is carrying the tooth in his pocket. It's just, it's a whole thing. And Steven Issa's hand just covered in oil. I mean, it's just, I don't know how, but yeah. Like a a mechanic, just constantly Mm -hmm. covered in that black oily grease that you're never going to get off with a grease rag. Correct. Yeah, and then they come in and they just they don't play basketball against Minnesota. They play hockey on the floor, mm-hmm. hockey on the hardwood, and they just yes. bludgeon the Gophers thirty-seven to twelve. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm all for it. And that's yeah, that's see in the Big Ten on the road. <laughs> everyone else has tried to play basketball. Doesn't seem to be working. I think that's a winning strategy. Go in there and do anything but play basketball. <laughs> if that's walking in like a pack of feral dogs and just gritting yourself to a victory. 
Yes. I'm fine with that. They're all so, hungry. So be it. They're starving. And mm-hmm. Izzo walks into the locker room pregame with five pounds of raw hamburger meat. Yes. Just yep. plops it right on the middle of the floor and says, eat up, and then yeah. leaves. Get dressed. I'll see you out in the court in 30 minutes. You're late. And then, yeah. That's how uh, MSU has caught a W at Minneapolis uh, on Sunday after a horrible, horrible loss at Assembly Hall the following Thursday. That would be uh, fantastic. But more seriously. I guess we should do the serious part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I really like the recognition of what is the situation with Cassius Winston and him needing just time away from the real world. Yeah, so is this the reason they're doing it, or was it Izzo saying, like, well, this is what we're doing, and as an added bonus, it'll be nice for Cassius to do this? Like, what was he, like, clear on that, or or no? Is it, like, um, 100%, like, a let's get Cassius away from things for about three days sort of thing? So I read it as, um, the like, it's an added benefit. Okay. Um, let me see. Say, oh, here you go. Uh, Kyle Austin's question. Uh, this is from Graham Couch on Twitter. Uh, Izzo answers Kyle Austin from MLive's question about going straight from Indiana to Minneapolis, saying it's partly for Cassius Winston to let gotcha. him get away from everything. Quote, be one of the fellas, as Magic used to say, unquote. Nice. Okay. So, okay. So added bonus, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like it weighed heavily into it and maybe it's something that Cassius has talked to him about. Like, man, I could just use a break. Could mm-hmm. just use a little vacay. And, you know, Bloomington to Minneapolis, not the most desired vacation unless oh, it's you're beautiful like, this time yeah, of year. Unless yeah. you're Jerry Gergish or something like that, which I know you don't get that reference. Not at all. But uh hey it sounded um, funny, so yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think and there's something about I guess just from you do it a lot more in hockey, I guess, in travel hockey, junior hockey, uh, AAA, stuff like that, which is my experience. But I think it, it probably pertains more to this. And maybe you have some experience like this. Um, sure, yeah. Fed ball or something like that is another thing. Mm-hmm. But anytime where you're traveling with a team on the road, playing games away from home for an extended period of time, whether you're on a bus, a plane, whatever, yeah. uh, that stuff's the best team building you can get. That's fantastic. Like I was, yeah. yeah, I was on a hockey team in early in the season, um, struggling, not going well. People honestly were still feeling each other out. A lot of people from different places, a lot of new players, yada yada, um, losing. And you go on a bus trip up to Minnesota for a long weekend for a, a thing, and then you come back and like everyone's best friends by the time you get off the bus mm-hmm. at the end of the trip. Like that stuff really can make a difference and. It's good to have those. It's certainly good to sleep in your own bed and be part of your normal routine and be in East Lansing, be home, be around your friends that are outside of the team, be near your family, all that. But it's also really good to once in a while get away from it all and do some team building, do some bonding, hang out with the boys or with the girls if it's a woman's team and, and just sort of do all that stuff. That stuff in athletics is super underrated in terms of chemistry, bonding, all that stuff. The the road trip, extended road trip, is really important to that. And so I think this falls right in line with that. No, it's great. I mean, I, I, I don't know how long it's been since, you know, everything happened. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's not like they're doing this in the weekend after or something like that. Like, it, it, it seems like an appropriate time where, um, obviously, the grieving process is still happening and it's going to keep on happening. But yes. at the same time, it's like – 
yeah, man, like we, we got to pick you up and just maybe help you with a, a nice long weekend getaway here. And I, why not try it? Yeah. And I, I, I think, mean, th- this is the weekend to try it. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're still yep. relatively somewhat in the beginning of the Big Ten season. I mean, probably more closer to the middle, obviously. But yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a lot of dates like this where the colleges are that close together, where there's like a Friday, Sunday action going on. And it's not like absolute crunch time. So yeah, yeah. no, I mean, the, the timing works out for all this to go down. Definitely. All right. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it and it would be great to just on the road, pick up a couple of wins like that and like slingshot you into the second half of the season, uh, would be absolutely fantastic. So it'd be neat. It'd be neat. <laughs> it'd be yeah. neat. That's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. We'll be back tomorrow with a full preview of Michigan state taking on Indiana. We'll break it down into the nitty gritty. Talk about the Hoosiers numbers to know. All of those wonderful things that you get here with Locked on Spartans. Reminded to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home. Well, I'm already cowering and uh, shaking in my boots thinking about this Indiana game. So, yeah, excited to talk about it with you tomorrow. I'll see you then, Will. Bye, Will. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.